0: It's time for the hammer down show with Jared Jesulitus.
1: Oh yes and what was that beginning, middle and end part again?
0: Streaming online at 1017 thehammer.com. All right, sounds good. Let's do this.
1: And, and, you know, nobody's had more success, it feels like, over the last decade in the postseason uh, than West Lafayette. They've been pretty darn good. So uh, we'll talk with him and see how they do that. Also start to take a look at this Purdue and uh, Wisconsin matchup uh, on Saturday afternoon. So uh, hang tight. we got plenty to talk about. We'll get started. Oh, don't forget the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead hotline for you. You can always text in at 765 uh, 765- 447 That's 765-447-4080. 4, 4, you can always reach out to me with your questions and comments via text. Let's get started with our need-to-know news. Here's your need-to-know news. All right, last night, the NBA kicking off for our local teams. The Pacers fall 114-107 in their opener to the Wizards. Pacers had it down to a possession late, but uh, couldn't break through. Halliburton with 26 Matherin with 19 off the bench to go with 7 boards. Uh, Buddy with 16 points and 10 boards as well. No Miles Turner because during warm-ups, he stepped on a ball boy's foot and, and rolled his ankle. Come on, man. Next up for the Blue and Gold, they'll host the Spurs tomorrow night. Down in Miami, the Bulls. An 8-point dog. On the road, come out with an 8-point win. 116-108. DeMar DeRozan, 37 points. Get the MVP bets down now. Vooch had 17 boards and 15 assists. You for real, Clark? Ayo Desumu. 17 points as well. I did not see that coming. Good for them, though. That's a big old win. They will uh, head out to DC because uh, they're going to take them. they going to take uh, on the Wizards. By the way, if you want to get DeRozan on the MVP, I'm just throwing it out there. You're getting 80 to one on DeRozan right now. Who would you rather have him? Or LeBron at 36-1. to Come on! That's not a bad lotto ticket. Not bad at all. Uh, making his NBA regular season debut, Jaden Ivey. 113-109 over the Magic did the Pistons. Uh, 32 minutes of game time. He started 19 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals. Hey, that's not bad, man, for a rookie. You gotta like those numbers. Congratulations to the former Boiler, starting the career out with a dub. you love to see it. Well, while speaking to reporters uh, today, Jonathan Taylor said his return to practice did not leave him feeling like he was in condition to play the game last week. Zach Keeper from The Athletic said that uh, Taylor told him he just wasn't moving right on his injured ankle, and that led him to the sit out another game. He did practice again yesterday on a limited basis, said he felt good about his condition, We'll see how that ends up today. I don't think the Colts have put out an official list here today. They have uh, they have not. If I check with uh, Kevin Bowen of uh, 1070, the fan down there, he will tell me that uh, Jonathan Taylor out there again, Naheem Hines out again, practicing, both of them, Shaquille Leonard, in a normal jersey can finally take contact. No quiddy pay, though. He was out yesterday as well. So we'll keep an eye out on that situation. Meanwhile, for the Bears, a big question in their Monday night game against the Patriots. Who would be starting at quarterback? Mike Rice of ESPN reports that Mac Jones expects to be available for the game on Monday. Now, whether or not he goes in... And nobody's going to tell you that. And if they do, it's the Patriots. At what point do you think you were going to get the truth about anything? I don't know. It's out there that he would be, he could play. Whether or not he does play, uh, I guess it'll be up to Belichick. He seems like he's been a handful up there. There's a lot of people talking about how he needs to get humbled and his attitude isn't great. Ah, Ugh. I don't know. We'll deal with Monday when we get to Monday. But there you go. That is today's uh need to know news. All right, on to our best bets for today. Last night I told you you had that um you had that boost for the Pacers game. So take the money line. And I thought that was pretty good. It gets boosted to plus one fifty. I it made the sense to do that instead of playing a one point spread. Of course, what happens after that? Miles Turner steps on a ball boy's foot, jacks up his ankle, like an hour before tip-off. Come on, man! That's tough loss last night. Tough loss on that one. Uh, however, our hockey bet did uh, pay off last night. We hit that again. Um. Oh my! Who who was it? Did I not write that down? Dang it, I can't remember who we had. I know we hit it. I know that. I have to go back and look at the book and see what I had. Uh, I know we hit that. I, I gave you a uh, a shots. Uh, no, it was the over. That's what it was. That's what I'm thinking about. It was the over in that uh, Winnipeg and Colorado matchup, and uh, we hit that, which was great. All right? So we are just so hot on hockey here tonight. Uh, we've got NFL action, so here's what we got to do first, okay? Uh, let's talk about the NFL. Saints-Cardinals, Cardinals Cardinals are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. You know that primetime unders have been crushing it. We know throughout the season that uh, home favorites have been losing more than they have been winning. It has not been good for home favorites. We also know that scoring is down around the league. this point in 2020, we had over 100 touchdowns more scored combined than we do in this season. And we're still like seventy-five off pace from last year. All right, I just want you to avoid the touchdown scores for the time being. I, I don't feel like the markets uh, reflect it well. I think the value is down on these guys, and I think you could do better. All right, so let's take a look at it tonight. First off, I'll tell you that the Cards are zero and eight in their last eight home games, which is not good. Andy Dalton is zero and eleven in his last eleven prime time games on the road in primetime he is 1 and 12 straight up and 3 and 10 against the spread but you're looking in the wrong place okay the internet is going to tell you that kyler who was obsessed with the game call of duty and the new one has come out that he won't be prepared that's going to be a narrative that there's there's plenty of correlation when they have the double XP weekends that he's terrible. But you are going to miss the most important fact here, and that is that this Saints' secondary has been shaky the last couple of weeks. And now, no Marshawn Lattimore out. Who's there might be listening to losing the guy on the other side, too. He's questionable. God, his name is escaping me off the top of my head. But what I'm saying here is this. There's the narrative. I want to fade the narrative at this point, especially with Lattimore out. DeAndre Hopkins is back, and everybody's going to want you to get on that DeAndre scores a touchdown train. I think it's going to be a little bit before they really get into sync. Now, you just throw the ball up, and he can go get it, right? DeAndre's going to get a lot of attention, so here's what I like today. You got Kyler Murray at around 250, the over-under, depending on where you're betting it at. I bump it down to 225. I'm okay with that. The guy that I do want to take advantage of, wide receiver-wise, today, is going to be Rondell Moore. 50 yards plus in his last two games. He's getting an awful lot of targets. And there's not a whole lot of options in the passing game right now. Hopkins is back. I think Moore in the slot, pretty uncontested, and he's running. I mean, he's out there for you ninety know, percent of the plays now. So I think you can get him at forty yards today and feel pretty darn good about that. His official over under is forty seven, but if you go to DraftKings and you're putting together yourself a little bit of a of a parlay here, I'm gonna go ahead and take it at forty. And I'm going to go ahead and take Kyler at the 225. Now, this is important because, uh, friends, at DraftKings got a 100% boost for you here on the Sports Equinox because we have all four major leagues playing here tonight. You could mix and match stuff, make a big old parlay, and hit. So I got that, right? We got those two together. It's Kyler 225, Rondell, I got him over 30, uh, 35 yards, and I'm going to bump the under up to 48.5 just to be safe. We're going to take our two hockey plays. We're hot on hockey. We are scorching hot on hockey right now. I love both of these. I really love Riley Smith tonight. Vegas, over two and a half shots on goal. This is a steal right now. Looks like a steal. 17 shots in four games so far. He covers all four games, that two and a half mark. Jets allow a ton of shots, and they just played OT against the Avalanche last night. So that's a lot of back and forth. They got to be a little bit tired. Riley Smith over two and a half. Krilly Kasparov, uh, sorry, out in Minnesota, over three and a half shots on goal. That's close to even money. He has hit that in all three games. Vancouver gives up the 10th most shots and the 29th, they're 29th right now in, uh, in defense in and in holding the goals back. Not great. Minnesota also a desperate team at home. They need a W. There's two winless teams. Uh, I'll take off, uh with over three and a half. I love Riley Smith over two and a half. That is about even money as well. And then you put that together with what we just did with the Cardinals. With Rondell Moore. That bumped up under. And Kyler Murray 225. We use our 100% boost. We're at plus 25.10. Great odds for you tonight. That's my play. I'm staying away from the NBA because I seem to be jinxing everything left and right with it. But we're hot on hockey. We're so hot on hockey. Kaprizov in Minnesota over three and a half. Riley Smith in Vegas over two and a half. Shots on goal. Even if you put those two together, you're almost at like three to one. You just parlay those two together. Let's go. Let's make it a great night here. Please play responsibly and best of luck to you here uh, for whatever you put together tonight. There's plenty of sports to watch. We're going to take a break. Shane Fry is coming up next. Westside Red Devils head football coach. We'll talk to him as they prepare for their sectional opener on Friday night against Twin Lakes. That's coming up next. You're listening to the Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer and 101. 101- <laughs> Welcome back to the Hammerdown Show on 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7 TheHammer.com. We're going to our Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Shane Fry, Westside Red Devils, one of two teams that are actually playing this week. Uh, Three teams with a bye because of uh, the amount of teams in their sectionals. But uh, West Lafayette is back at it again. Coach, great to have you on. Before we get into that, uh, congratulations. Another big win against Western last week. You guys take the Hoosier. Again, um and it wasn't even close here. 43 to 6. Um beating an opponent twice uh, in a season. I-, I don't think that's easy. Uh but you guys made it look easy last week.
0: Thank you. Uh yeah. Uh to win that conference championship and undefeated season. Um I felt like it was probably our best played game and uh which is a good sign. Um, offensively, defensively, and special teams. Um, I I just thought we were, and it was against a good team. And, um, you know, I just, for whatever reason, everything came together and uh, we looked good last Friday for sure.
1: And uh, I think one of the things we talked about last week was uh, with that first game you guys had against Western, uh, what, uh, three, I think, uh, rushes of over 60 yards. You guys wanted to kind of limit their uh, big plays uh, running the football, kind of get another shot with that on defense. And it seems like you did a pretty darn good job. With it. I mean, no sixty-yard runs, a couple of twenties, but other than that, uh, it seems like you guys were uh, pretty good in in that aspect defensively.
0: Yeah, our defense played great, um, and and that is a tough, tough offense to defend. Uh, they they had a couple wrinkles with what they had done in the past, and and caught us early with it and scored that touchdown. And uh, our defensive coaches and our our defensive players um, made a few quick adjustments on the fly there in the first quarter, and, and after that, uh, you know, they really locked them down. So uh, it was it was good to have to adjust like that and, uh, you know, Western to, you know, figure out uh, some different things that they could do against us.
1: Uh, We're talking with Shane Fry, West Lafayette, the Red Devil head coach here on our Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, You guys will prepare for uh, Twin Lakes on Friday night. It'll be our game of the week, uh, which you'll hear on 101.7. The Hammer starting at uh, 6.30 here uh, with a kickoff at 7 o'clock. You're a veteran of these deep runs here um, and going to state championships. So, uh, As you come into sectionals, what's the key thing that you have to tell your kids as uh, you get ready for the first game?
0: One game at a time. Everything you see on all our scouting reports and everything we, it's, oh, that's all. Uh, if anybody even asks me where the next game is or how good is this team or that team, we just shut it down immediately. There, there are no other games. Um, there's one we have to worry about and it's a home game against Twin Lakes. Um, if we're fortunate enough to win that, we'll worry about the next one, but it's, it's one step at a time, one game at a time. You absolutely cannot look past it and worry about anything else.
1: Uh, coming out of that game against Twin Lakes three weeks ago, I know that one was uh, pretty one-sided too, but was there anything when you went back maybe watched that film or or anything you remember off the top of your head that bothered you coming out of that one that you want to kind of correct against them this week?
0: Absolutely. Uh, we were very sloppy on offense. Um, two turnovers, uh, two fourth downs um, that were short fourth downs that uh, normally we convert, we didn't convert. Uh, just overall the offense didn't play real well um defensively we were pretty good special teams uh okay um little little problem with some kicking and yeah definitely things we can look at and and need to improve um also we we're playing a team you know playing a team the second time and and playing a team that you know they've got nothing to lose they're, they're playing in the sectional and if you don't win you you're done so you know in a in a scenario like that who knows an entirely different offense they might have an entirely different defense you you just have to be ready for anything
1: Uh, It's always tough, like I said, uh, shutting it down for the uh, second time. Coach Shane Fry of the uh, Westside Red Devils. I I know one of the things we, I I mean, I don't want to say it's exclusive to you, but I I feel like I have to ask it every week now. How is the health of your team? Um, Like I said, you've gone through some key positions here early on in the season. It seems like it's started to stabilize a little bit the last couple of weeks, but uh, talk about the health of your squad right now.
0: Uh, Knock on wood. Nothing has happened this, uh, so we, yeah. Coming out of last week's game, we were fine. Uh, you know, it's jeez what. One week we had appendicitis midweek. Last week we, had a kid drop a knife on himself in fax class and get wait, to wait, go to what? the hospital for stitches. Yeah, so it's always something. <laughs> um, but no, so far, knock on wood, we're we're good this week, and uh, we're, so we're excited about that.
1: Can I can I start a GoFundMe for some kind of exorcism yeah. or something like that? Like this is just. It's like lemony snick is series of unfortunate events when it comes to your squad this year. Yeah. Uh, Oh, geez. Okay. All right. Well, hey, uh, it's the Westside Red Devils, Twin Lakes Indians. It's our game of the week. Kickoff at 7 o'clock on 101.7 The Hammer, um, provided that nobody... I, I, you know what just wrap everybody up in bubble wrap at this point yes. just do yeah, that all I, right? I like and that idea yes <laughs> put them in a padded room and they can do, just do everything virtually the rest of the uh month here coach shane fry Westside red devils but it's always a pleasure talking football with you excited for this one on friday night
0: all right thanks a lot thanks for having me on
1: i think how they do that <laughs> how, how do we do it? uh a knife dropped in. oh my goodness it's a snake-bitten team right now. They're just, I, <laughs> I, I, I need time to digest that one right there. But look, you know, West, West Lafayette's going to be okay. They've been absolutely tremendous here. Max Mullis is just, I, I mean, as long as they've got him, I, I believe they can do just about anything. I really do. We we've gone through the preview with uh, West Side here before. I, they'll beat the Indians this week. Um, that I'm, you know, pretty darn sure of. Uh, they've already done it once. I, I don't think Twin Lakes has gotten so remarkably better, and West Lafayette's gotten so much more remarkably bad in the last two weeks that uh, Twin Lakes is going to be able to do something. It's just the nature of the beast at this point. They'll go out there. They'll they'll win this game. Um, what? And this is going to sound kind of ridiculous, maybe even a little petty and stuff. But you take a look at, um, you know, they're worried about Hanover Central on the other side of that bracket. And that's the team uh, that's going to give them the most problems. Uh, their second potential second round matchup, Cal. You met. I mean, they waxed them last week. Did Hanover? You almost feel like West Side's got to go out there next week. That's an important game next week to go out and make a statement. Um, of just exactly where you know Hanover stands against West Lafayette, that they're uh, you know they have this common opponent, and uh, that message is sent that hey, no, you you think you're the only ones that can do that? You're not. Um, I, I don't think you want to give that team any kind of uh, a, a confidence here. But as, as Coach Fry says, you know it is one game at a time, and, and they know how to do this. this is The first time they're going to be hosting a game since 2018 in the sectional too. Which is nice. It's great to have that at home. I, I don't know how the rest of this is going to shake out. I mean, in, in those, in three, four, in, in four, three, two, and in, in one A, to try to, to try to do the math on some of these things here can be a fool's errand sometimes. But there's no doubt. I mean, look, the team's going to go as far as Max Mullis can take them, and as long as the defense can hold up. And I only say as long as the defense can hold up is because uh, they've gotten very thin with some of these injuries. In some places, they're constantly having to move kids around and stuff to plug those holes. It's worked so far. How far can it take them in the postseason? They get through sectionals. That that'll be a great sign because I don't think there's anybody in the regional that West Lafayette has to worry about. If we get to semi-state, fine, we'll worry about that then. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Still a very good team, another undefeated run for them. Uh, They win the Hoosier, uh, great scoring margin. I I like the Hoosier Conference because there's a lot of different looks that you get in that conference, both offensively and defensively. And I think, you know, if you talk to Coach Fry about it, you talk to uh, Coach Nay about it over at Central Catholic, they'll tell you the same thing. That prepares you. Uh, you're not shell shocked when you get out there um, and, and you're playing in a regional or something against a team you've never played you know before that maybe runs what they think is a quirky type of offense or defense. You may have already seen something similar. I mean, I, they're the number one team in three A for a reason. I certainly wouldn't bet against them, but the test is definitely Hanover Central in the sectional final. That's that's probably the most immediate hurdle that you're worried about uh, if you're West Lafayette. But, again, one game at a time. Whether or not that's true or that's just coach speak, I I honestly think that's how they conduct everything and they're not worried about it. I didn't ask them about it afterwards. Um, I'm sure somebody's got an eye on them, but they're not thinking about it right now. I can almost guarantee you that. All right, we're going to take a break and then we'll come back and uh, we'll start to preview this uh, Purdue and Wisconsin game. Can they finally get their first win up there at Camp Randall since 03? Man, we'll talk about that and more the things you need to know about it coming up next. This is the Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer. 101.7 Welcome back. This is the Hammer Down Show, 101.7 The Hammer, 101.7TheHammer.com. I know you guys are... Retweeting left and right all the videos four years ago. The Tyler Trent game in Purdue uh, knocks off uh, Ohio State's uh, underneath the lights. Great night. Still remember, I was going to go to the game. I was going to sit in the press box. And uh, my wife was like, hey, would come home and watch a game with me. I have seen like all week. We've been like terribly busy. And then she didn't even make it to halftime. She was off to bed. Killing me, Smalls. Still a uh, a great memory there, and I mean it's it's one of the modern moments, one of the modern great moments of Purdue football uh, remains that game. So with that in mind, uh, let's get ready for this matchup against the Wisconsin Badgers, who have won. Let me go to the notes one more time here. Fifteen straight. Yikes! By the way, twelve and three over that stretch and covering the spread have been the badgers it's not good news it's one of those places that just purdue gets run over literally it's the running game played them at home last year they lose 30 to 13 three-point dog were the boilermakers didn't get them during covid 2019 at 14th ranked Wisconsin, a 24 point dog. We at least covered 45 to 24. Three OTs at home in 2018. We lose 47 to 44 as a four point favorite. 2017, seventh ranked Wisconsin, your 17 point dog. And you cover that one, 17-9. to nine. So that's the good news here. It seems like whenever we go out to Wisconsin, we cover. We don't win, though. And a lot of those games, too, I mean, like I said, it's it's usually the running game that does Purdue win. A couple things have changed, though. Purdue is no longer a slouch in defending the run game. They're fifth in the conference, just a... Just a hair over 100 yards per game rushing allowed. Meanwhile, Wisconsin, uh, sitting at 6th in rushing offense at 170 yards a game. No more of that upper 100s, low 200s for the Badgers. Number two. Wisconsin's quarterback play is not great. Graham Mertz is not exactly turning in the performances. Yes, they went to uh, Leonard at head coach after they fired Chris, and he came out and almost had a 300-yard game against Northwestern. But two overtimes last week against Michigan State, two of them, Merch puts up 131 yards. Come on now. 14 of 24. Averaging 5.5 yards. That's terrible. And it now gives you an opportunity to make Wisconsin one-dimensional. And that dimension is like the Phantom Zone for their offense. It's not happening. You're not getting out of it. This is going to allow Purdue to focus on the run here. And I think they're good enough on the outside that they're going to be able to keep receivers in check. I mean, the guy that... The the most dangerous player on the team is... is Braylon Allen, isn't he? 108 yards a game. That's fourth best in the conference. That's the guy. You shut that down. And it's again, it's not like he's averaging 140, 150 like Chase Brown is. You shut that down. You force Graham Mertz to throw the football. That's all you got to do. That's the game plan. Illinois held him to 206 yards. And didn't allow a rusher over 16 yards. Completely shut them down. 34-10. to 10. Now, Michigan State, Mertz 131 yards. Let Allen have 123. Still, that went to double OT. Ohio State allowed Mertz 94 yards. Let Allen run for 165 at that point. Again, 52-21. to 21, Loss. Washington State, Mertz 227 in that game. They let Allen under 100 yards. Loss. Why would you just not load up? Make sure Allen doesn't beat you. That's the key right there. You know, offensively, we know what Purdue is going to be able to do, we've seen what they're capable of. Wisconsin's mediocre on defense. That's the best way to put it. Mediocre. They don't exactly wow you at any one position right now. Except maybe in the secondary. Do you know who leads? Right now. In in interceptions. As a team. Yeah. It's Illinois, actually. But Wisconsin's second. They're one behind there. Not bad. It's 11 pickoffs. They don't necessarily get home to the quarterback. They're 10th in sacks right now. It's not a a club that's going to wow you on either side of the ball. It's very underwhelming at quarterback, the most important position, uh, which now, again, like I said, gives you a little bit more leeway what you want to do. Uh, with the defense and, and maybe putting an extra guy in the box, not worrying about having to uh to double team, you know, any single receiver. I do believe you can get away with that with just going the single coverage there and just getting after Mertz and making him uncomfortable. It seems to be easy to do. That's where my mind is at with this. I just I don't see it being being that big of a deal. Wisconsin, by the way, has given up 15 sacks. That's 11th in the conference. The only worse is Iowa, Nebraska, and Indiana. Maybe it is a better idea to double and then just let him be a deer in the headlights and then let the defensive line do what they need to do. But if you can make this team one-dimensional and have to throw the football, they're not built to get into a track race. They're just not. The defense is just a little bit flimsy. Maybe going into this one, the uh, the biggest threat to Purdue just might be the specter of your record at Camp Randall. Your record against Wisconsin over the last decade and a half. If you can flush that out and see Wisconsin for what it is, which is maybe at best a mediocre West team, I think you're going to be good in this one. I still think it's a bit of an insult that Purdue, I mean, is still a a, a a two-and-a-half-point dog in this? I guess I, I don't see it. Purdue has the better offensive weapons. Purdue is pretty good at shutting down the one thing Wisconsin does well and does well as subjective, I think, in this case. This just seems prime for a Purdue upset, if you can call it that. I just think they're disrespected where they're at uh, with the 2.5 points. I do think they win this one straight up. That's what I've got. I know Paul Crist isn't there anymore, but it is worth noting that under Paul Crist, this Wisconsin team in 17 24 and 1 as a home favorite. Just the numbers. And it's not like Leonard's going to come in here and and all of a sudden be a, a QB whisperer and fix Graham Mertz. It's not happening. It's just not. If Purdue comes in focused, like it should be, and plays its game, this should not be that big of a deal. These guys lost in double overtime to Michigan State who are outright frauds of a football team. Double OT, 131 yards. All you got to do is find a way to make him have to throw the football. We can do that. We can absolutely do that. We got our final break. We'll come back and uh, we'll get some things that we missed and more as we wrap up the Hammer Down Show next on. Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 Hammer 1017 thehammercom You can always reach out on the Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammer text line at 765 447 4080. I'm Jared Jessalitis. Don't worry, our entire show, too, can be found afterwards on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, uh, everywhere you basically find them, and including our, our Twitter. We're at 1017TheHammer on Twitter. We also got a Facebook page, too. Find us there. And you can listen to uh, each show in case you miss uh, coaches' interviews or whatever. Um, it's uh, all right there for you. All right, time for some of the stuff that's uh, that we missed. Things that are a little out of pocket for us, maybe uh, things that uh, are happening that, uh, you know, you might be wanting up on. Um, today, Adidas revealed uh, the reverse retro NHL jerseys. Am I happy with my Penguins? Yes, I'm okay with the Robo Penguin is what it's called. It's, um, it's cool. Still don't have that whole uh, Snoop Dogg Pittsburgh down. I mean, but that's coming eventually. That's not my point here. My point is, what did we do with Chicago's? So it's like a red base with like a black stripe right below the chest. It says Chicago in white lettering with a red border. And there's like another black stripe down around the waist. This has got to be one of the. I mean, them in Detroit, it looks almost exactly the same, which is problem number one. Number two, it lacks... So much creativity, it's not even funny. It just says, Chicago, what are are we doing? The Chicago Blackhawks were founded in 1926. 1926. You have such a rich history to dig into. And this is the best you could come up with? No, this is bad. There's an image too, allegedly, of uh, the Colts City Connect jersey, which is equally appalling. No idea what you're doing with that. But I look at all the other, you know, teams in this that have, because everybody's got their own, you know, retro reverse jersey. Some of them with some alternate color schemes. It's hard for the Kraken, who have only been around for a year, to have something different. But at least it looks better than what Chicago has come up with. The Canucks threw it back to a really, really old, obscure mascot of theirs. The Oilers went back to this uh, weird one that uh, some com- one of those comic book creator guys uh, drew for him back in the early 90s. Canadians went with this light blue type number. St. Louis looks like they drew up something completely new. I, I mean, everybody, even San Jose came up with a, it looks like a Chargers jersey mixed with a Sharks thing. They, they all look better. This is sad. Absolutely sad. Florida went with a completely like new logo-ish thing. I mean, you can get away with things. And they didn't. It just looks lazy. I hate it. I feel bad for my Blackhawks friends. Uh, Your jerseys that they came up with are terrible. Uh, Russ Wilson is back with a new Subway commercial. It's even creepier than the one before where he's eating things in different ways and saying it's dangerous. He's just a very creepy guy right now. It's all over the internet. You got to see it. Very creepy. He's got sunglasses on. And it wouldn't be this bad if they were actually winning, but they're not. So it looks even worse. I mean, the t- ex-teammates coming up with all the stories about how you got to go through his business manager to get a hold of him. Like, he won't talk to you. you got to set up a meeting with them first. It's not a good look. And then I had this sent to me earlier today, too. Um, <laughs> I, this is, I don't know if this is 100% true. But a, uh, there's a stat floating around on Twitter that says, Texas football is 8-1 and one following Taylor Swift album drops going all the way back to 2006. They're a 6.5-point favorite against Oklahoma State on Saturday. There's no way that's right, right? I don't know that that's against the spread, though. I think it's just straight up. The one time they lost was 2010, when Speak Now came out. They lost to Baylor, 30 to 22. Ironically, most of these wins are against like Texas Tech. But there's a say, there's a number for you: eight and one following Taylor Swift album drops. I can't believe that's a thing, man. People come up with stuff. It's like when Kyler—they come up with the Kyler coming off of Modern Warfare Double XP weekends. Who has time to come up with? Who thinks to come up with this stuff? It's impressive. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the show. Big thanks, Coach Shane Fry. Again, we'll post up the full show for you afterwards here that you can go back and listen to that interview tomorrow. Coach Brian Nay with us as well as Sam King and Sectional Football kicks off. We'll see you back here tomorrow 3 o'clock on 101.